Welcome to The Burnout Show, a weekly conversation with special guests who generously share their burnout stories with us. We also chat with health and wellness experts on how to best navigate burnout when you're in the thick of it, as well as how to avoid it returning. And now here's your host, Jess Jones. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Burnout Show. Today's very special guest is Dana Humphrey. Dana, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. We were just telling offline that you are based in New York City and uh, I was fortunate enough to live there for a year in my late 20s, one of the best years of my life and uh, just can't even imagine the impact all of the happenings in the world would have had on such a lively place like that. So I can imagine it must have been hard as someone that lives there to see all of the changes that have been going on the past 18 months. Well, um, I actually spent the first couple of months of the lockdown in Guatemala. So I lived there until June. So from March until June. And then, you know, when I left, everyone, you know, that I knew was like, don't leave, come back. And then as soon as there started to be riots and a curfew in New York City, I really felt that I needed to come back. I felt it was time to come back. And that was when everyone started telling me, don't come back. Now's not the time to come back. (laughs) But I really, you know, my heart belongs in New York City. And when I saw that, you know, it was going through a really difficult time, there was something about that that pulled me back here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell us a bit about what you do? Sure. Well, I do a lot of things, but the main thing that I do is I run a PR firm. Um, It's called Whitegate PR. I started it back in 2007 um, when I was 25 years old. And it's a PR firm that specializes in uh, the pet industry. So dog and cat products. Uh, We work a lot with pet product manufacturers. And so along the way, I've developed other brands and um, businesses that are also in the pet space. Um, I run a business-to-business pet trade show in Manhattan, and I also position myself as the pet lady, Um, and I do a lot of TV segments talking about tips and tricks for pet owners. Wow. So you are a little bit busy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also also a professor, and I teach uh, marketing. Wow. Okay. So very busy. What did you want to be growing up? Did you always have a love for animals? Yes, I've always loved animals. I was always the advocate in our family for us to get a dog. And, you know, when I was a little kid, I thought I was going to be a doctor when I grew up. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it didn't have a lot of uh, backing behind it. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you manage your time effectively, given you're doing all of the things? Well, you know, my business has had a lot of different phases in it. And I would say at this point... Because I'm so busy, I'm able to get things done and be efficient. Um, so I'm able to manage, you know, a lot of different projects at once. And, you know, really my business has streamlined over the years where um, I've met more contacts in the pet space, um, more media contacts and things like that. So um, when I reach out to people, it's based on relationships that I already have. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been kind of able to build on that over the years. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you look after yourself and manage downtime and, and self-care and all those all those things to, to keep yourself going? Yeah. Self-care is a huge part of my everything. 
I have a very rigorous morning practice that, you know, pretty much no one can get into my calendar before 11 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Me time is very important. And um, every single day I wake up and I have a gratitude practice. I drink hot water and lemon um, with honey and I go to hot yoga. And at hot yoga, it's really an opportunity for me to um, it's meditation, it's, it's exercise, it's um, savasana, it's relaxation, it's breath, it's movement. So I really feel like it helps me with my mind, body and soul all at once in the morning. So that's something that I do every single day. And then my work starts once I come home and take a shower and have breakfast. Um, yeah. Starts after that. Sounds like an amazing way to start the day. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have an evening ritual as well that you stick to? Usually in the evenings, I like to dance. Um, yeah. I usually go dancing and or I walk on the boardwalk. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So what do you do when you feel a bit of stress or overwhelm creeping in? What are some of the first things you might do for yourself? Well, this doesn't happen very often, but today I took a nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just needed it. You know, I think we're having some kind of heat wave and it's really hot here. And yeah, listening to my body and listening to what I need is um, something that I'm really, really practicing. and. I always feel like do the thing that you feel like doing at that moment. You know, if you feel tired, take a nap. So I I just took about an hour and a half nap so I could get ready and rejuvenate for this. And, you know, I'm going on a a work business trip next week and I felt like packing yesterday. So I packed. Yeah. I feel like, you know, when I feel motivated and excited about doing something, that's when I try to to do it because I think it'll be the most um, efficient way to do it. Mm. So, yeah, I really try to listen to what my body needs so that I can, you know, be a top performer, really. Yeah. Yeah. So you're obviously really tuned in and, and self-aware, which is helpful. Yeah, it's been a process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so can you tell me about a time in your life that you hit burnout yourself? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like it's happened a few times. Mm. Being an entrepreneur is all about being self-motivated, being a self-starter. So I've had times where I worked from home. I've had times where I had an office. I've had times where I've had employees. and a lot of the work that we do is pretty similar client to client. Um, so we'll have, you know, a pet product manufacturer that needs press releases that needs getting featured in the media. And so I reached a point where I was writing all of the press releases for all the clients. And I reached a point where, um, I really couldn't find a fresh way to write the press release again for anyone. And so I was able to, Um, delegate that to someone else to handle. And now I have someone that writes all the press releases for me. And I don't know, it sounds so simple, but, you know, I kind of got into public relations and the work that I do because I'm a strong writer and being able to let go and delegate that piece of it 
was like something that was took a mindset shift to be able yeah. to say like it's okay I don't have to be the one doing this yeah and now that I don't do it I almost you know the thought of having to write a press release is almost like scary to me I'm yeah. like oh gosh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I haven't done it in so long yeah I've had different types of burnout of like burnout of doing the same activity. I've had burnout of working with the same types of clients where, you know, sometimes I'll go on a whim and I'll like work with a company that's completely outside of the pet space just to like shake things up and do things differently, like a fitness brand or something totally, totally random just to kind of keep it interesting for myself. Mm. But yeah, I've had, I've had, I would say, you know, probably three or four dips of motivation, you know, in my entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Three or four dips is not that many considering it's a yeah. tough gig. That's for sure. Yeah. So you, you spoke about a mindset shift. I'd imagine there would have been some heartache and identity loss and that feeling of being torn when you were finally saying I need to remove myself from this and it's everything that you know you said you were great at you knew it was what you knew it was what you could do it was what you excelled at and not only were you giving permission to the person you're delegating to but giving permission to yourself as well to just let go so what did that process look like and how long did it take for you to just finally be like okay this is what I need to do I don't remember exactly when that transition happened, but it's been years. Yeah. Yeah. I think something that's tied into it is worthiness, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you know, I identify myself with myself as being worthy because I can accomplish certain things. And when I'm no longer doing those things, you know, who am I? What am I doing? Where's my value? Yeah. And so, you know, whether it's writing press releases or with other parts of the business or, you know, wanting to say yes to a lot of clients. I think that this piece of like putting a lot of self-worth and value into my, the way that my work expresses itself Mm -hmm. is something that I continue to work on, you know, and it's been something that I've been working on for a while. And I think it also shows up in, you know, I've gotten really good about setting boundaries about when I stop working and when I turn my phone on to silent or when I, you know, don't check my email. And, you know, there's moments when I catch myself going to my email after 9 p.m. on the weekends or at certain times when I've decided like this is not a work time and I'll catch myself like scrolling the email like okay what am I doing here I'm like looking for that little hit of like value almost in a similar way that someone might go to Instagram to get some dopamine or whatever or feel like there's like this value piece that happens is in like yeah cutting off the like addiction to to working Mm. So I think for me, it's shown up as being, you know, workaholic at times where there was times when I would work all day, go to some kind of work happy hour thing and then come back and work some more. And I really uh, had to be strict with myself about changing that type of lifestyle and that type of schedule so that I do have more ease and like fun non-work time scheduled into my life. Mm. where do you think that workaholic 
part of you came from? Did you, were you always like that growing up? Was it an overachieving type thing or the seeking validation and value like you mentioned? Yes, all of those things. Yeah. Yeah, when I was growing up, money represented freedom. And if I was working, then I had a free, I had a free schedule. I had independence and then I had ability and capacity to whatever shop or spend money on the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. So I guess you've had a real kind of identity shift then over the years and, and grown into this person you are today that doesn't need to attach themselves to that sense of worth being because you've worked, you know, a 70 hour week or something insane. Now it's about I'm running my business, I'm looking after myself, I'm doing the things I need to do each day to stay well and focused and, you know, and that's enough rather than constantly needing more. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's huge. So what are you most excited about in your life right now? I'm excited about the fall. Yeah, I have some cool things planned this fall mm-hmm. that involve, you know, music festivals, some breath work. Yeah, I love I love the fall in New York. Um, mm-hmm. Halloween is like my favorite holiday, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Next week, I'm going to a trade show uh, in the pet industry in Las Vegas that I didn't think I was going to go to, mm-hmm. and now I'm going. And I am excited about that. I am actually yeah, yeah. looking forward to, to going to that. So you've got some cool things coming up to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything that keeps you up at night or wakes you good or bad? Not anymore. Good. Now, I used to have a notepad and a pen next to my bed because I would have so many ideas going swirling or to-do lists or things that I would yeah, be playing out for the next day. And um, so I used to write those down and then kind of get them out of my system. I really believe that the hot yoga helps my sleep wake cycle. And it's not that I'm like more or less organized. I'm like the same amount of organized, I would say, as I used to be, as I look at all these papers on my desk. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm easier on myself of... You know, whatever didn't happen today, I make a list and that happens tomorrow. So I'm, I guess I'm, I'm more satisfied with myself when I do less things than in the past where I would, you know, like be hyperactive and do like a million things. Mm. Now it's like, I have a, a more of an easy, gentle expectation on myself and whatever doesn't get finished today, like. We'll just rolls right on over till tomorrow. And there's no like judgment or anything else that goes into it. Yeah, I sleep great. Yeah, good. So what's something you've done that you're most proud of? So this kind of feeds back into what we were just talking about, but I'm a professor and that is something that my ego really likes and is very proud of. Yeah. So it should. You worked hard to become a professor. (laughs) I was teaching at FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology, for a while in the pet Mm -hmm. product marketing department. And I taught there for about eight years. And it kind of just fell, it kind of just happened. It kind of just fell into my lap. And I enjoyed doing that. And then one day the course ended and 
they decided to cancel the whole program and my teaching there was over. And my whole system was like, oh no, 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 no. You're a professor. We need to keep this alive. And I went on like this really charging ahead path of trying to find another position as a professor somewhere. And nothing happened. I really went pretty hard on it. I, you know, decided, okay, fine. I guess I'm not, that's not going to happen and let it go. And then a couple weeks later, Baruch College randomly called me. I don't even think it was related to my pursuit. <laughs> yeah. I think it was unrelated. And um, they asked me to start teaching there. And so I've been teaching at Baruch for about three years now. And mm. yeah, there's something very soothing to my ego about doing that. So I still am kind of like checking in with myself about this. Yeah. But for now, uh, I teach one class there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What are you most grateful for right now, right in this moment? Mm, I have two cats. Their names are Chance and Sassy. And I adopted them a year ago when I got back from Guatemala. And I'm so grateful for them. They... They remind me to take more pauses, more breaks, you know, to pet them and hang out with them. And I love watching them. They're always in the present moment. They're so great. Yeah. Like a constant reminder to be mindful. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So finally, what's one piece of advice you'd give to someone listening today who's either going through or feeling like they're close to burnout? Learn to say no. It's like dating. This is what one of my uh, my first bosses told me when I, I left working for her and started working for myself. You know, she was like, taking on clients is like dating. Just because you meet someone and they're interested in you doesn't mean you have to give them your number. Doesn't mean you have to say yes to them. And that really helped me in the beginning with my business. I was saying yes to everyone and working on all kinds of projects and learning to say no and trusting the universe that the right client is going to come along is huge. Yeah. It's that letting go thing again. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Dana, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's chat with Dana Humphrey. If you're looking for some further support with managing or avoiding burnout, the Breaking Up with Burnout mini course is available now. We also have a free 18-page burnout kit. Both of these you can find in the show notes or head to theburnoutclub.com. Thanks again for listening and I'll chat to you very soon. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us. If you're suffering from burnout or want some tips on how to avoid it, join our Facebook group, The Burnout Club Community. If you've gotten something out of today's episode, we'd love your review. Simply click the link in the show notes to share your thoughts. Until next time, go gently.